Welcome to My Word with John Lewis. It's been a sleepless week out here in the wings, waiting for the show to continue while rain pummels the tin roof like an impatient foot-stamping audience. There is something that's deeply comforting and at the same time ominous about torrential rain at night. Under the blanket, you can feel the earth sigh and the trees drink deep as life-giving water flows through the green veins of Gaia. But sometimes the rain arrives like a bomb blast that threatens to lift the roof and send us all careening off in our little box to the endless dark on a roaring wall of water. Well, that's what Prince Finsky reckons. For twelve hours before a storm, and for another day afterwards, he wanders panting through the house with his spine arched and fur tingling. When the storm rages, he finds the smallest, darkest space in the house, usually under a laundry table, and lies quivering like a deep-sea anemone. Dogs are obviously in touch with things that we have left behind long ago. Things like a change of air pressure, a build-up of static electricity, and earth-rumbling sounds that are far too low for us to hear. For us, storms can be exhilarating and awe-inspiring. But for most dogs, they're terrifying. Perhaps we were once like that too in our primordial past when we retreated quivering into our caves as Gaia unleashed her wrath. But then we got lit with the spark of consciousness and invented gods in our own image to explain storms, Zeus and Jupiter with their lightning bolts, Thor and his hammer. My dad always told me it was God moving his furniture. That was practical, but not as cool as Thor. Now, Aboriginal people in Western Arnhem Land have the lightning man called Namargon, who charges the skies with his powerful bolts of energy. The people then know it's time to collect bush tucker like red apple and green and black plums. That's another link to nature we've lost. All ancient cultures contain messages and stories about the power of life to regenerate itself and explain our place in the big circle. Storms are reminders of something bigger than ourselves. But today, all we have left to explain them is barometric pressure and the dry landscape of science. But still, there's that niggling sense of shock and awe when a storm passes overhead, particularly at night. Then it's a return to the cave and the terror of the unexplained. Today, as half the world retreats from science... It feels dangerous to promote a return to superstition. But I do feel the stories of our ancient cultures can still teach us things like connection, respect, and even fear when it comes to the natural world. Because sometimes it is good to fear nature. Otherwise you end up with monoculture landscapes, those deadly bushfires and viruses sweeping the globe. I reckon the world right now needs a healthy dose of fear, just not to the point of quivering under a table in the laundry 